Welcome to the Baseball Happenings Podcast. This is Nick Dionti, and our guest this episode is Mike Oz of Yahoo Sports, who stopped by to discuss his new baseball card in 2019 tops, Allen and Ginter, as well as his old baseball card show on Yahoo Sports. Before we get started with the show, we'd love it if you check us out on social media. We're at Examine Baseball on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're at From the Stretch on Facebook and on the web, baseballhappenings.net. We have Mike Oz on the Baseball Happenings podcast, writer for Yahoo Sports, and newly minted with his own uh, 2019 Tops Allen and Ginter baseball card. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Mike, you know, reading your column on Yahoo Sports over the last few years, it's obvious that, you know, in addition to being a talented baseball writer, that you are a fan of collecting. Let us know how you got into uh, collecting and how you came to start your old baseball card show. Yeah, so I uh, I was, I'm a child of the 80s. I first got into baseball and baseball cards um, growing up in the Bay Area. I was six years old when Jose Canseco was a rookie and then, you know, seven years old when McGuire came the next year. So it was, it was pretty easy for me as a kid to sort of just, you know, fall in love with those guys, those teams, the baseball cards, all that stuff. And I, I remember uh, it was it was actually my grandma who collected baseball cards with me. So we would, um, you know, get in her car and go to card shops. And we, I remember chasing down the, the, the Jose Canseco rookie cards. And uh, that, that was kind of what, what got us going. And then we collected cards for uh, quite a few years together. My grandma was uh, always a, a collector. So like, you know, would she she collected uh, dolls that she was into. I have a, a sister who's quite a bit younger than me, so when she was younger, uh, they collected mini babies. So it was just something that you know, like me and her baseball cards was was what she was into. And um, the way that the way that translated into old baseball cards is that um, she died quite a few years ago. It's probably been about fifteen years now, and. Um, but she, being a collector, had always kind of saved a lot of stuff. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to open, you know, all the all the cards all the time. But she had saved a lot of them, thinking that you know it, it might be worth something a little late, mm-hmm. later. So um, a lot of that stuff, my you know, was still in my family. And after my grandma died, they would always get kind of passed around, and they'd always end up with me. People would give me boxes of cards, and so it was you know all these unopened packs of, of cards from like. You know, 1990, 1991, 1992, that era, which, you know, I didn't have, there wasn't a ton of value in there that I knew. Um, I didn't really know what to do with them. And we'd open them for fun sometimes. But um, one time I I was, I had gotten some more passed along to me and I decided, um, I was trying to figure out what to do with them. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I was cleaning my garage and I was getting ready to go to spring training. And we had just had this conference call about like, coming up with some video ideas and I didn't, I didn't want to do any video ideas that are just like me talking to a guy, like, how do you think you're going to do this year? Because you know, right. Everyone like, does, does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, Oh, it would be cool if I just, you know, did something a little different with them. And I kind of had this idea of like, what if I, what if we like play video games together and kind of have a conversation, play like old school Nintendo games or something. And I was like, yeah, but then you got to, like, you got to bring a video game system. You got to have a TV. You got to have all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's too hard. And I was sitting there in my garage looking at baseball cards, and I was like, baseball cards. Because you can just hand somebody a pack of baseball cards, no explanation needed, and they know what to do. You know, everyone's opened a pack of baseball cards in their lives if they're a baseball person. Mm-hmm. So it, so that, that was kind of the idea. Like, let's open up a pack of baseball cards together 
and let's sort of talk about you know what's in there. So that that was the the origin of the series. Um, this is four years ago now, three years ago maybe. Um, so that, that first, what we did basically, we did like four of them, and we put them out uh, all in a week, right after spring training. And then we didn't do any more for quite a while. We ended up doing like a couple of the All Star game that year, and then a couple in the postseason. And that was sort of that postseason we did. Uh, we got a Rod to do it. And that was sort of like when it became a thing. It was like, oh, we got A-Rod. And everyone was like, oh, what's this? You know, and uh, after that, we, we sort of started to take it a little more seriously. You know, I imagine people watching it and say, well, hmm, I wonder how the players reacted to uh, being asked. And, uh, you know, did you get any uh, people brushing you off? How, how did that process uh, work for you? And, you know, how did you go about it in a way that, uh, you know, the players were going to take you seriously? Uh, I think it's like anything else, man. Like you have to – you have to – ask and you have to try and a lot of people say no i mean that's part of i think what what journalism is you know and you're you're you know if you're a reporter you're used to people not taking your calls sometimes and and you just kind of you know keep at it so we've had plenty of people that, that have turned us down we've had plenty of people that have that have done it we've had people that i thought would do it that haven't and then we had people that i thought there was no way they'd ever do it and they did um, Randy Johnson into the mind. That, that's I, what I, I was going to say. I, I was, was yeah. I was so <laughs> super no surprised when you got Ra- Randy to do it, but uh, yeah, you know he seemed yeah. to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, you know, it just kind of depends person to person. And, and sometimes what I've learned too is that um, it, it just depends on like what they have going on. And I think most people in the right setting um, really enjoy it. And um, I, I think there's something about it that, especially for people that have I think been around the game for a long time. Like they, it, it, it takes them back to a place, I think, where it takes a lot of us who watch it, where it's just sort of this nice, um, you know, moment of nostalgia. And, and it sort of makes you feel like, you know, you're in touch with why you like baseball to begin with. And I think that happens through the interviews. You can see some of the, some of them, like if you go watch the Andre Dawson episode, like he was thoroughly for the first couple minutes. And I think there was one card that he got, I, I want to say it was maybe like Jerome Walton, if I remember correctly. And you could tell, like, it just clicked. Like, he was like, oh, and he just started having fun. And, and I think there's, there's something about that. And, you know, it doesn't happen with everybody because sometimes you got to get the right cards. But um, it's interesting how you see people. This is the reason I like the show. It's interesting how, you know, you view people one way and then you see them in this setting and, and it's completely different, you know, like. Right, you, 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 you don't know what you don't know what thoughts that the cards are going to bring up, especially uh, you know if it's from the era that they played, right? And then you yeah, know you talk about yeah. Dawson and and, and Walton, and uh, you know I could just imagine him, you know, thinking about a young uh, a rookie on the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, or you know, some people you, like you wouldn't expect, like I, me, you know, I did not expect that Randy Johnson was going to be as cool as Randy Johnson was. Likewise, I didn't expect that George Brett, I mean, I guess I should have expected this, was going to be, like, as wacky as George Brett was. Um, you know, if you watch the Manny Machado episode, like, a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about Manny Machado. If you watch the Manny Machado episode, he is fantastic. Like, like he was really into it. You can tell that he loves baseball and all this stuff. And, you know, you just see, you just get a different, you get, you get a different view of people sometimes. But sometimes you get the same view of people. I mean, like, I don't know. We had Archie Bradley on this year, and my my general opinion of Archie Bradley is that he's one of the most like engaging personalities in the game, and he was great, you know. And then you get some people like you know we had Mike Trout on, and it's not like we saw a different side of Mike Trout because he's kind of the same Mike Trout, but 
um, you know, I think you see him talking about different things, and, and it's always nice. Right. It's kind of like a lighter thing. You're not asking them to give, like, game or team analysis. It's like, hey, here's some cards. Uh, enjoy opening the pack. Hey, let's do something fun like make a trade. And now they got to sit around and think about, you know, what has value in, in, in their head or who do they like or, you know, what's what's fair yeah. or not. And yeah. Right? That's kind of a fun thing to see it, you know, being – uh, played off that way. Um, speaking of baseball cards, right? Um, 2019 tops, Allen and Ginter. Uh, the checklist just uh, was released. Um, you're in it. Uh, tell us how that opportunity came about between you and Tops to be involved with the set. So I've uh, got to know the Tops people a little bit over the last couple of years, especially once we started doing the show. Um, and I've just sort of, you know, time to time, I'll send them an episode like, hey, this one is really good. You guys might be into it, uh, you know, if you want to post it on your social media or whatever. So we've kind of gotten a little bit of that. It's like, you know, we have a friendly relationship. I don't, I don't know them. Like, we're not best friends. We're not adversaries. They're, you know, um, we're just sort of like, hey, what's going on, you know? And so uh, one of my I – have, I have to give a shout-out to one of my one of my best friends. His name is Benny Gary. Uh, he is – Super into cards. His his uh, Twitter is at cardboard icons. All people probably know oh, him. Good people. Yep. Community. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's been. We've known each other for since college, and so he was actually the one a long time ago who was like, "Man, I wonder if uh, I wonder if you could if you do this good enough, you'll get an Alan's enter card." And at that point, like, like I didn't even know what that was. Right. So like, I, and I'll I'll say this for myself. Like, I'm pretty disconnected. Well, until the show. Like, I was pretty disconnected from like the modern, like world of baseball cards. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I was more of a, like, I liked baseball cards when I was a kid. I would, like, you know, stop, and every baseball season or so, I'd probably go buy, like, a couple packs of cards around opening day just to kind of, you know. But I wasn't really actively collecting baseball cards anymore. Um, so he was like, oh, yeah, I don't against her. He told me all that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So fast forward, like, four years later, I got an email, email from Tops, like, hey, do you want to be an Allen against her? And I was like, hell yeah, man. So um, first thing I did was tell was tell Ben. I was like, "Here you go, man. You, you called it. You called it a few years ago." Um, and yeah, so it was it was quite a it was quite a thing. Like I was, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was pretty psyched. Um, right? Did, did my, you ever grow up thinking that you'd you'd be on a baseball card? Oh no way, <laughs> no way, not even not even close. And uh, you know, I told my parents. I told my my grandpa. But like I said, my grandma's dead, so uh, I wish I wish she was around to been able to tell her. But um, my grandpa, he's 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 pretty old. He's not doing well, so I just can't wait to. Um, I, I I don't have any yet, so I, I can't wait to get one, and then take it and give it to him. I think he's gonna be really happy to see it. What was the process like for you signing the cards? Um, did they bring them to you? Did they mail them to you? Did they have someone stay with you? Uh, how did that all go down? tell you what man it was a lot more intense than I, than I thought it was going to be like it makes me it makes me really appreciate what some of the athletes do because i know that like what i had to do is just like a sliver of what they have to do um so i yeah so they're like you you know you have to sign some and i was like yeah no problem and then they wanted a um they wanted a jersey um something they can cut up and and uh do, do some relics and I said, yeah no problem so what did you wind up giving um, them what did you wind up giving them so yeah, so I, I live out in Fresno, as some people know, and, you know, so we have the, the Fresno Tacos, the taco truck throwdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been, I'm actually one of the people that started that event, so I'm like, well, I can give you a, I can give you, like, my Fresno Tacos jersey. So I sent them my Fresno Tacos jersey. So it was like a, a combination of, it's bringing together my, my two different worlds, like my Fresno sort of stuff and then the baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. So I gave them that, um, and then 
I, I was what I was hoping to do was go to New York and sign a bunch of them just because I've never been to I've never been to Tops and you know I thought that'd be cool to go and do it there. I couldn't make that happen, so I was like you guys can just send them to me, and they're like, oh no no, we can't just send them to you. And I was like, really okay. Um, so what happened was, and I, I was blew my mind. So they they sent out a person uh, to my house with the cards, and he had all you know all the different cards, all these different pens, and it was, it was I think it's about two hundred I think it's remember like two hundred and forty cards. And, uh, you know, there's like five of five of this card needs to be signed with this pen. This many cards need to be signed with this pen. And I mean, I, I get why they do that, but it was just like, it was far more, um, far more intense than, than I suspected. And like, uh, my wife, I think that all kind of blew her mind because she doesn't really, you know, understand, um, much of the, the, the different, you know, this type of card with this type of ink and all the different chases and all that stuff. So I had to like, she's like, Oh, and like, thought it was pretty intense and i'm like yeah this is this. but it was also pretty cool you know like the guy who did it uh he you know he, he does i guess a lot of the stuff around our area and he was telling us all these stories about like people that have to sign like five thousand cards and i'm like well glad i don't got to find that many or people that are doing it over like two days and you know the whole thing i think ended up taking about an hour um luckily i think i only had to stop once to kind of like you know rest, rest my hand and, and shake it back to life but um, it was it was definitely a cool experience, man. I mean, it was great that my wife was there. It was great that my kids got to see it. Uh, and yeah, I, I have a, I have a new appreciation for all that goes into this kind of the certified certified autograph world. Yeah, and you know, what, what do you think about you know the, the major league players? Right, Tops has so many products that come out, and I I got to yeah. imagine that these guys are signing very large quantities throughout the course of the season. Uh, you know, for Tops. Yeah, that and, you know, I just come back from the All-Star game, and one of the things that, that always blows my mind about the All-Star game is, like, how much stuff they have to sign there. Uh, and then, then this is completely different from, like, sort of the top mm-hmm. world. Like, you know, they all have a jersey that everybody signs. So they each, like, everybody in the All-Star team gets, like, a jersey um, signed by every other All-Star, and they do balls signed by everybody. And there's just, like, tables and tables of stuff for them to sign. And then, yeah, there's, the, you know, they, they sign all the stuff for, for tops, and I'm sure they do it for other people. Um, so I, I get it like sometimes when they're like, Oh man, I don't want to find any more autographs. Cause I'm sure they do it, you know, all the time. But, uh, again, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was just the guy who did it for us or, or, or autograph certifier guy. Um, I was just talking to him about various stuff and he was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is pretty easy compared to, you know, some of the stuff we've had to do. Mm, right. Um, like legitimately talking about people that have, that it's just been like over two days because there were so many. And, uh, it's that, that's, that's crazy, man. Like I just can't even comprehend, you know, and, and how do you uh, feel that, you know, someone's going to step to you with a card. They're going to be at the park there. You're going to be doing an interview and someone's going to call you, Hey Mike, you know, come sign this, this card. Cause it's going to happen pretty soon. Um, you know, how do you feel about that? That people are actually going to come up to you and ask you for your autograph if they know, you know, you're going to be out covering something. Uh, you know, it's actually not, not with the interest, but it's happened before. So it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely cool, man. Like, it's not, again, not something I would have ever expected or thought about. Or, um, But but as someone like myself who was, like, in that place as a kid, I mean, I was, you know, we used to go to A's games when I was a kid and just sort of, you know, back then it was like when the players would walk out. and Right, know, it was a lot more accessible. Cars and, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I lived that life, man. I, I know what it's like. So I, I'm going to find – I will find anything for anyone. <laughs> trust me, trust me. Like, I have no um, – no notion that I am above any of that stuff. Like, do you, you want me to sign something for you? Like, for sure. I've been thinking about what, you know, 
how I'm going to do that on social media too. Like that's what I was going to say. Know, do you someone, have a mechanism in place because people are going to going to ask you, can we send you the card? Right? Do you have something in place yeah. for that or set up where people can send the card? I, I haven't I haven't set it up yet, but I've thought about you know I've thought about that. So I just have to figure out like you know because I don't know that I necessarily want to give everybody my home address. Right. You know that, that's sort of that's sort of what um, I'm just figuring out a way, a way to do that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm happily. Happily do that. Just figure it out kind of the right mechanism. Yeah, sure. And um, you know, so you know, you have the you have the cards. You know, here you are. You can have an official baseball card. Uh, and you know, social media is social media, right? People are going to give their p- opinion, uh, positive or negative. And people say, well, you know, should he have a card? Shouldn't he have a card? Uh, what's your response to the people that might say, hey, you know, like baseball cards are for baseball players? You know, how how have you how have you handle that? Uh, you know, with the with the you know recent just you know, news that the set is coming out. Yeah. I, I haven't got any of that yet. Yeah. Um, would, if I do, you know, I think I'll just be like, Hey man, this is something that was established long before me. I think I'm, I'm hoping at this point, like people kind of understand what, what the Ginter set is and, and sort of what it represents. I mean, I'm not the only baseball writer in there. I'm not, you know, the only sort of random person. Uh, there are certainly some people who are way more famous than me mm-hmm. um, and, and all props to them. But, it's not really something that I guess I'm anticipating a lot of blowback for. Now you got me worried that, that maybe there will be, but <laughs> um, if uh, I just, I look at it the other way, right? Like hopefully someone's going to see it and be like, I have no idea who this guy is. And, and maybe, check him out. Yeah. Check it out. And then watch the show and be like, Oh, this is great. I love it. Because I think we, we do end up getting a lot of that discoverability out of people like who don't know what the show is or haven't seen it. And they kind of find it on YouTube or they find it on, yeah, sports, and I think the the way it's set up, you know, you can, it's it's pretty short, it's pretty digestible, it's it's not very, you know, timely, so you can binge through, um, you know, a bunch of them, and, and some of them look older and dated, and there, there was, you know, we've changed the show a little bit over the years, but I think for the most part, the old episodes hold up. So, um, I, I've heard from a lot of people say, hey, I, I discovered your show and I watched it for like two hours. I watched like, you know, thirty episodes, and I was like, oh, that's fantastic. So. Uh, I'm just hoping that maybe, you know, some people see it and, and uh, you know, then discover the show and watch a bunch. And if you get a card of me and you don't care for it, you can also tweet me that and I'll, like, you know, I'm sure I can I, either my mom would buy it off you or my friends would buy it off you. You, you know, um, there's right. There's always that great anticipation of opening a pack of baseball cards. And um, yeah, do you, do you plan to go through a box? Just so you you know, just so you can maybe have that reaction, or your kid, or you know, for your kids to sit there, but hey, let's open a box. Um, is uh, that something you plan to do with your kids um, when the when the product does hit? Uh, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking about that. Um, shoot, man, I'll be honest with you. I looked up how much a case was last week. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right. You know, yeah, it's expensive though. Um, but you know, like, but just to have that, like, okay, well. You know, if I do that with my kids, but then like, what about my mom? What about my dad? Mm-hmm. You know, what about my grandpa? So uh, I'm gonna have to do something. I also I'm trying to figure out like some, some content around it. Like I, I now that I saw the checklist and I know who's in there, I, I was like, all right, who on here can I get on my show? And like, let's just get a box of cards and just open a pack until we find you know either me or the guest. Yeah, because um, that that would be fun. Yeah, see if you can but, find Pat Neshek, right? You know he's always <laughs> right. Is is he on your list of guys to uh, to get on the show? Um, uh, you know when when he is, he is. I, I've talked to him about it before, and like I think at the All Star Game a couple of years ago, I brought him. I was just like, I just handed him a pack, couple packs of cards, and uh, I was like, 
hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I do that show. Let's try and do it at some point. And since he's always been, all, all those years, he'd been a little more of like a on East Coast teams. And, yeah. uh, you know, we do a lot of these in spring training. He was never like a a, West, a, a Phoenix or Arizona spring training guy. So we could just, you know, couldn't couldn't get him. So, yeah, he's, he's on my list for sure as one of the biggest collectors. And then um, I have, I mean, my lists are, are pretty long. There's a lot of people that I'd like to get on the show and, and a lot of that going back to what you said earlier is just sort of like, you know, working those angles and, and, uh, you know, I, I saw King Griffey Jr. the other day and I'm like, dude, how do I get King Griffey Jr. on the show? Because he's the, you know, the guy I want more than anybody. Um, and it didn't happen, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm always going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just always trying to have like new fun guests and everything. You know, speaking of the 2019 all-star game, you, you were, you were there. Uh, I read your piece on the home run derby. Um, what's your take on both of those rookies and I guess their impact, potential impact on the sport and, and both the hobby. We were talking about Alonzo and Guerrero Jr. Oh, I think, I think Vlad Jr. obviously is, um, you know, been, been a guy everyone's been watching for a couple of years now. And um, from the, the hobby standpoint, I think people, you know, people have been well aware that they've been ahead of the curve on that. And um, I think that excitement is the same, whether we're talking about the, the, baseball cards or the memorabilia or or just the game itself i mean i think everyone's really excited and if they didn't um if they weren't super excited about him before the home run derby i think they are now and like at the same time like i love pete alonso people people were giving me a lot of crap for that column because i you know i said that vlad jr was a pete's champ and not that doesn't take anything away from from pete alonso though like he um, I think it's been fantastic for the Mets. I think I, lo- I love his I love his attitude. I love his style. Like he's he's kind of funny. I think he's a great personality. Um, trying to get him on the show also, uh, to be honest. So hopefully that that will happen soon. Um, and both those guys. I mean, I I, th- I think the last I've been covering baseball now for six years, and I think probably the last four or five years. It's just it, there's been a ton of. Uh, great, young, interesting talent, and I just hope that kind of keeps going. Yeah, MLB definitely needs it, right? They, they, I, I think you know they, they, they need those eyes on those young superstars to keep pushing the interest with the younger generation. I think so, and I mean, luckily, there's been a lot of a, a lot of really interesting players that that fit the mold. Um, you know, whether we're talking about those guys we talked about or. You know, somebody like Francisco Lindor, who's been around for a while now, but man, that guy, like, he is just such an interesting, um, interesting player, uh, interesting personality. Um, you know, whatever you think about Bryce Harper, I mean, he's an interesting, interesting player, interesting personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, I love, he, I know he's kind of had a tough year, but like, I love, uh, like, Clint Frazier and sort of the, the vibe that he brings and like sort of the fashion stuff and Marcus Stroman and a lot of these guys that just kind yeah. of bring their own kind of like swagger and personality to the game and and and, um, and Strowman's not shy like about it either of, yeah, yeah and, and Strowman's not shy about it either he's been very yeah. vocal about his style and you know what he's trying to put out there yeah, yeah I think I think we're at a time where there's a lot of interesting people and to me one of the most interesting things in baseball right now is the tug between tradition and sort of the youth and you know how what's going to happen there because i think more than anything that's going to be kind of the the thing that um uh, that we see sort of you know tug at the game over the next few years and i think 
I, I don't know that anything is going to win necessarily, but whether we're talking about kind of bat flips or style or whatever it is, it all kind of comes back to the idea of tradition versus youth, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's these two things. And um, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge, I'm not hugely tied to tradition where like, I think that, you know, we need to have, everything needs to be the way it was when I was a kid. And I'm all for these younger personalities kind of taking the game in a new direction. Right. Right, because that's I think that's how the game is going to grow. You know, uh, speaking of like uh, a tradition, you know, uh, know you're a pretty big hip hop fan, uh, so so am yeah. I. Um, uh, for you, I guess tradition wise, right? Uh, let's go against the grain a bit. Um, what are some albums that that really hold uh, dear to you? Because you know, uh, hip hop's kind of suppressed in baseball culture, but uh, always excited when I see other people in baseball that are like, no, nah, I'm a pretty big hip hop head. Oh yeah, I'm a huge, huge hip hop fan. So I'm, I'm a, again, I feel like I lived through like the best, the best eras of stuff. So, you know, early '90s to me, like, I think Wu Tang is what really, really got me. You know, like seriously into hip hop. So, um, I, I think that whole sort of under the Wu Tang and then the, the the run of solo albums after that. Uh, you know, the Raekwon album, the Ghostface album, um, those fantastic. I think, you know, I love Outkast. So. AC Aliens, The Clement Eye, a couple of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I also like the whole like, know, hierog- I'm from, like hieroglyphics uh, crew coming out. Yeah, well, out. I'm from California, so like you know, I grew up originally on like a lot of Bay Area hip hop. So um, you know, we're talking like Mac Maw, Mac Dre, Forty Two Short, like that era mm-hmm. of yeah. stuff is what I was into as a kid. But then you know, as I got older, I also really got into like a lot of like underground indie stuff, like hieroglyphics and Living Legends. Um, so I, I, I've had I'm pretty well-rounded, I think, in terms of, like, my my scope of things because I like a lot of, like, vintage New York stuff. I like a lot of vintage West Coast, but mm-hmm. I was into – I did, like, college radio for a while, like, hip-hop radio, so I did, you know, like, in the – like, I was really into atmosphere, Brother Ali, like, all that stuff, too, like, some kind of underground stuff for there. Yeah. Um, De- so, yeah, I mean, I, I just appreciate it all. And I even though I'm old, I'm almost 40, like, I'll still listen to, you know, current stuff. I listen to – Travis Scott and Migos and, mm. and I don't like I don't like all of it but I always like to know what's going on, on just so I don't feel like I'm getting too old. Yeah, you know, speaking of that crew, like uh, if you happen to check out Blueprint, um, he's got a great podcast. Uh, it's called Super Duty Tough Work, and uh, you know, it, just, it, it speaks to a lot of things, uh, you know, about being an artist and and and, and business and stuff like that. But it, you you get that like kind of perspective, like are right, he went through all that now as you know someone in his forties, right? Like how do you still uh, go on? you know, with the, you know, with the, with the music. And I guess the sports are the same, right? As you go through it, like, how do you, what lens, you know, do you use to look at the sport? And you had said earlier that, uh, you know, Hey, the, the young, it's time for the young guys to take, take the game in a different direction. Kind of like what happened with the music. Yeah. I mean, I think music, music by default, I think always goes there, right? Because it's more of a, right, a I think it's more of an industry game. where you want the young people kind of guiding it and, and so maybe in that way, I feel like baseball can kind of learn from that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I think that means you may have to put up with like, you know, like a little Yachty or, or, or some of these guys, you know, the mumble rap guys that I don't necessarily like, but I mean, that's what the kids are into. Right, right, right. Um, and, and, I, and I think that's sort of like what, you know, if, if you're going to be like, all right, well, that means we need to tolerate bat flips. We need to tolerate some of this other stuff. If you, like if you don't, I, like, I don't mind bat flips, but you know, if you're one of those people, then maybe you realize that, like, hey, I need to understand that maybe this isn't for me anymore, or I need to figure out a common ground with, with these younger fans and like what they like. Right, 
right? And I think that's a you know a thing that a lot of fans have to wrestle with that have sat with the game because the actual game is still the game, right? Like you still got to run, throw, catch, and hit, right? Like that that stuff's always going to stay, you know, the same. Uh, mm-hmm. The method with which guys maybe go about it, uh, expression wise, right? That's yeah. That, that's, I, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's a waste of time sometimes to to fight about you know, bat flips or, or how you wear your hat or how you wear your, you know, right. your stirrups or what kind of shoes you wear. Like, right. Can the guy turn the double play? Like, yeah. And if they can, then like if Francisco Lindor wants to have blue hair and over cornrows and, you know, whatever, but he's one of the best players in baseball, like, cool, let him do what he wants to do. Yes. Right. I definitely, uh, you know, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Mike, how can our uh, listeners and readers uh, get in touch with you on social media and, uh, and, and through Yahoo? Yeah, so uh, at Mike Oz, uh, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, my Facebook page is just Mike Oz. So if you look at, look that up, um, you can find old baseball cards on Yahoo Sports. We've actually been putting a lot of them on YouTube lately, so you can also find a lot of the back the back episodes um, on YouTube. It might be a little easier there sometimes than than on our system. Although if you um, if you find like an, an episode on Yahoo Sports, you find my blog post version. I list out all the ones underneath, so you can kind of look there and, and see, you know, all the other previous guests. Um, and yeah, if you've never seen the show, I recommend you go check it out. We've had a ton of guests. Um, we've had over a hundred now. Uh, some of my favorite episodes, uh, Pedro Martinez is probably, you know, my favorite. Pete Rose is great. Uh, the Manny Machado one I mentioned recently was, was really, really good. Um, I, I love, one of my favorites is Eric Davis. Uh, we have had Pete Rose, we've had Mike Trout, we've had, uh, Randy Johnson, what I talked about. Uh, we've had just a ton and ton of great guests. We had Bill Nye. Uh, for if you're into the hip hop stuff, we actually had DJ Jazzy Jeff last year, where we opened up UMTV Raps cards and we opened up baseball cards. Yes, yes, that that's right. Fun. That's right. I uh, yeah, I I, yeah. I saw that. Um, I, I spoke to Def Jeff probably about like two three years ago because he was on Shaq's first album. And I realized like he's in the set, and uh, you know I'm uh, pretty friendly with uh, Pete Nice from uh, Third Base and. Uh, I'd send him a card, you know, maybe a few years ago, and he was like, "Oh, it's fun to see this thing again." I got a million of them lying around. Yeah. So, so fun story there was that we, because we we pulled a third base card in the Jazzy Jeff episode. It didn't make the cut, but I, I specifically talked about that. I'm like, "Oh, one of those guys is like all in sports memorabilia now," um, and uh, we talked about it, and Jazzy Jeff talked about them. It just never made the. It didn't make the final cut of the episode, but um, yeah, I'm 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 aware of of that connection that he's into he's into all the sports stuff yeah he is and you know fy about jazzy jeff for the listeners and, and fans um he is hands down the best dj that i've seen live and i know some people are going to argue about like all oh, like the you know super turntablist but if you've ever had a chance to go see jazzy jeff like do a party live and have him do like all of his mixing and scratching while like nobody stops dancing i, I just think it's an excellent thing and yeah and there's a reason why he's out on the road all the time. He's, you know, he's more than the guy that, um, you know, Uncle Phil used to throw out the front door. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think a lot of people, if you're not if you're not hardcore into that kind of stuff, I don't think you understand or appreciate how how important Jazzy Jeff is to to hip hop and, and a lot of that stuff. And like that that I don't geek out over a lot of people, man, but I kind of geek out over Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, man. I I, I used to live in Philadelphia. I had a chance to meet him a few times, and uh, you know, just watching him oper- uh, you know operate up close was uh, definitely. Uh, something to see. Mike, I really want to thank you for coming on the Baseball Happenings podcast. Um, I, I look forward to 
uh, seeing your card in 2019 tops Allen and Ginter. And for, you know, the people who are out there, check out the set. It's uh, a wonderful set and keep up with Mike on social media. And if you get a card, who you know, who knows, maybe, you know, you figure out the situation when you si- uh, send it to you and, uh, you know, get it signed. So, uh, Mike. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. I might need to get a P.O. box or something. Here. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for your for your for your time. And uh, folks, again, check out his column on Yahoo Sports and uh, uh, his show, Old Baseball Cards. Hey, man, I really appreciate the conversation. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for giving me the platform. All right.